1: Ollie described it at the top of the hour as a wet Friday afternoon. Let's hope that's not from Lori's uh, COVID shot fever.
2: (laughs) I was... Or, you know, someone's
1: water breaking. Or right. tears <laughs> for the late shock G. Oh, oh, oh this wow. one
3: hurts,
1: you guys. It
3: was only
1: 57. Jeez,
3: yeah. that is way too young.
1: Boy, when I was, I think this was like 1990, 1989, when I 1989, was in high school. 90. Oh, this song is I knew was this was one, you guys, I want to tell you. Okay, I'm Jillian. not that much of a loser. I oh, knew this one. This was just everything, everything. to an 18-year-old boy like me.
0: Yeah. Straight <laughs> the max sometimes I get ridiculous. I'll eat up all your
3: crackers and your licorice. Oh. oh. And people, you know, he, like the Bay Area, this is where he, that's where that's Digital right. Underground came about. And lot, you could tell by the number of people from all walks of life that were tweeting about Shock G, which I always just called him Humpty Hump. i, I That was like his, you know, stage name, but Shock G and do what you
1: like. And
3: they, they had a... Uh, Tupac opened. For yeah,
1: grab that clip. They um, they kind of launched Tupac in this song. Uh, they did. Song. Here he is. Yeah. yeah I was. love
3: it. And he was kind of funky. And I, my girlfriend, Lisa, and I saw these guys at the Caboose. Now that would have been now awesome. That scares me. <laughs> okay. It and scares me for the people who were there with you. Oh, we had a <laughs> character. 1989. Oh, yeah. 89, 90, okay. 91. And I mean, this was. Um, We just were like in heaven, A, because it was a very male crowd. Yes. Very male crowd, and it was at the caboose. um, Which is a super fun place. Yeah, it was really fun. And I just remember we just basically uh, had men chasing us all night long, and we were just (laughs) in heaven. And when they played this song, it is the most vivid memory of you know, cause he had that whole look and I mean, the song kind of can go on
1: forever. Oh, I feel right. like they oh, were right. riffing and adding mm-hmm. and, and no swearing. Well, there's a lot of sexy, uh, sexy, sex. innuendos, but yes. no one knew
3: what they meant. Yeah. And you know, he was really a lot more than his goofy alter ego. He, he, a lot of people felt that, you know, you can't overestimate the contributions that he made, Chuck G made to hip hop. And, Apparently, though, he's, you know, maybe fallen into hard times yeah. and has struggled with addiction. And Is that
2: kind of what they're thinking happened?
3: That's what they're thinking happened. And he, like, you know, he introduced us. And he also, uh, you know, he was the king of consent. You, you know the song Kiss You Back.
1: Oh, that's right. I could play that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know
3: that. Oh, he care. also made you think twice about ever trying to use the bathroom at Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember that
1: either. <laughs> well, he said he once got busy in a Burger King. Burger King, King oh, remember okay.
3: that? In the Humpty Hump. But anyway, just...
1: This is Kiss You Back.
3: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah chocolate crossover. <laughs> yeah,
1: they got some songs,
3: man. Yeah, they do. They really do. I mean, and you could get always get the party started with that one. It would just get everybody and then of course you'd see the awkward white boys trying to, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. do the do the do thing. The moving back and forth. But he just it's a great great song in 2008. The Humpty Dance was ranked number 30 on VH1's greatest songs of hip
1: hop. And, you know, you always wish that people that have, you know, you always hear if you have a number one hit, you'll be set for life. But I think we're starting to learn about no. the, you know, recording the rights and the uh, yeah. people selling their rights to their songs. So, so maybe... You know, even though that song went to, like, number 10, you know, maybe he sold the rights and he had that money and that money no longer comes in. Right, Right.
3: because the the Humpty Dance is one of the most sampled songs recorded by a hip-hop rap artist. Over 100 usages in other songs. It's been in many movies. And in 93, just three years after its release, it had been sampled in over 20 popular songs, most of them using the drum track. Okay. Which she came up with. so Very cool. And even Weird L did it. poke <laughs> hey. your eyes
1: out. Oh, I'll have to find you that. Yeah, have one.
3: to find that. And um, <laughs> the Spice Girls, um, on their debut album, is the track, If You Can't Dance. So, oh. anyway... Shock G. And it was, you know, the Humpty dance, of course, if you didn't know, is a tribute to Humpty's sexual prowess, despite his ridiculous appearance, because he had that nose thing yes, on. Yes, yes. But of course, the nose knows. The nose knows where to where, where go
1: <laughs> on the he nose. He says, uh, the line in the sign, in in a 69, my Humpty nose will tickle your rear.
3: Right. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> can I say that on the radio? Yeah, I just you can. I, I know off. it. I know it. And then... um So anyway, that one just really hurts. Just too young at 57. And then uh, on the other end of the spectrum, Peter Warner has passed away. He was 90 years old. And if you watch 60 Minutes, I want to say in the last month, there was a story about Peter Warner and his friendship with some of the boys that he in real life rescued from a Tongan Island Wow. Year in nineteen sixty six. Did you see I that 60 the sixty minutes? Okay. I didn't no. see the
2: sixty minutes.
3: Okay, it's it is going to be um uh, a Warner and um this historian that did a story about this story. it's going to be a movie, but Peter, he's an Australian, you know, seafarer, if you okay. will. He had a very eventful life even before nineteen sixty six, but in nineteen sixty-six he was um he and his crew had gone to Tonga to petition the king of Tonga to let them fish in their waters because okay. it was all fished out over wherever they right, fished right. in Australia. And they said, no, get out of here. So he's going back to Australia and he's casually casting his binoculars at this little island called Atta, And he noticed a burned patch of ground. I thought that's a strange that a fire would start In In the 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 tropics? Yeah,
2: in the middle, Uh, on an island, deserted uh, island. Yeah,
3: so we decided to get further. As they approached, they saw a naked teenage boy rushing into the water toward them. Five more quickly followed. Recalling that some island nations put convicts on islands like Etta, he told his crew to load their rifles. But when the boy, Tavida Fataluta, who also went by the name Stephen, he told Warner... My friends and I have been stranded for more than a year, and we've been living off the land trying to signal for help from passing ships. Peter Warner was skeptical. He radioed back to the marina that he was just at, and after 20 minutes, a very tearful operator came on the radio and was crying and said, It's true, these boys had been given up for dead. Funerals have been held, and now you found them. And in June of 1965, the boys, 13 to 16... All from a boarding school, had stolen a twenty-four foot, twenty-four foot boat and gone, you know, for a three-hour tour. Right. Right. And a few hours into their trip, a wind broke their sail and rudder, and they were they just drifted for eight days. Wow. They finally found this little island and had once been home to about three hundred and fifty people, and. Um, But anyway, the Tonga king decided that would be an uninhabited island and the boys lived off raw fish and coconuts and bird eggs. And after three months, they found the ruins of a village and their fortunes improved because they found a machete, domesticated taro plants, a flock of chickens from the ones left when it was an inhabited village. They also managed to start a fire, which they kept burning the whole time mm. that Over they were the gone. Years. Wow. It was like a year and a half. Wow. And uh, one of the kids stayed friends with Peter Warner all his life mm-hmm. and all of Peter's life. They were fishing buddies. They would go together. And um, um, a Dutch historian who wrote about this thing, this whole adventure, uh, the news media cast the story as a real life Lord of the Flies, you know, about yeah, the bo- yeah, group yeah. of boys. Yeah. If millions of kids, this historian wrote, are required to read *Lord of the Flies*, maybe they should also be required to learn this story because they um, they flourished in I was their community. Say they triumphed. They yeah. yeah, and it was that the cooperation. Anyway, it's just an amazing story. Oh my gosh! And
2: it's going to be a movie.
3: It's going to be a movie, but Peter, who'd already had this incredible life, he 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 was uh, swept overboard by a rogue wave wave when he was out fishing. And that's oh, how he died. Ninety years
2: old. Ninety years oh, old. And I,
1: if you Google uh, what was his name, Peter Warner, Peter Warner. And sixty minutes, you'll come across a CBS News link, and it has the thirteen-minute CBS. Uh, it is an incredible story. story. Yeah.
3: It's really, really. A I'm sweet... gonna watch that. Yeah, yeah watch CBS it.
2: sixty minutes is the number one show in the country for this year
3: yeah I think it's been Again. for a long time no wow. but it,
2: it, it's dipped but I mean it's okay. back way on top I just read something about that last week we love
3: our news programs yes, we- all right listen we gotta go when we come back it's our story we can't get enough hey everybody thanks for hanging out Rocco I do have to compliment you on your Humpty <laughs> dance uh, t-shirt that you have um, hum- yeah
1: there's a store in Chicago I think it's called strange cargo they they do kind of custom printed uh, Rock T-shirts and stuff, and I'm like, I gotta get a Humpty dance. And you had it made. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's pretty. <laughs>
3: That's <laughs> amazing. If, on the YouTube today, yeah. you have to admire it. Plus, it's the baseball style. Yeah. I yes, like that. You, on the fan.
2: YouTube today, you must admire it. That would be <laughs>
1: Rocco's uh, Humpty yes. hump. In case you're just figuring out, yeah, we we put an episode, we, we put like a segment up on YouTube every day. And sometimes, it used to be always the stories we can't get enough of, which is right now. Yeah. But now I think it's like, hey, which, well, we'll which one we do we see. We just mix like? it
2: up. We decide which one we think did were the we, funniest. Yeah. Or?
1: Did we use the Tempest
3: Storm the other I day? That's the, the one I blues. told her to put up. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, so I didn't very, even look. It was that very boobish. Yeah, very boobish. That was a very booby day. <laughs> um, well, yesterday, since I... Uh, had
2: a day of leisure. I had a day of leisure <laughs> that involved
3: quite a bit of napping, but I did get to watch uh some television and um caught up julia on the show that you recommended because you watched it it came when and, it came out yep, two weeks ago on it. thursday on abc mm-hmm. that's rebel with katie seagal mm-hmm. and john corbett
2: it's so good and laurie's Lori's holding up a photo she, she stops talking and people are like well, oh sorry yeah, go? I, for, I forgot She's holding up a photo of <laughs>
3: for the youtube group of people he, Looks he looks
2: delicious, so
3: good, and he dates Bo Derek. They've been yeah. together like a long time. They have
2: oh. now Rocco. So when we first started here, mm-hmm. he was. We had Rick Springfield and John Corbett, and mm-hmm. like within the first two years, maybe, and then Something. Donny Osmond. Yeah, and Donny in Osmond. Studio here. Yeah, yes. and Donny Osmond was across the way, and we kidnapped him. Yeah,
3: basically, and that's
2: when we lost our in with. The, the, our sister station, that very was, early on. Yeah, we oh. got yelled at right away. There's no
3: hijacking of very. guests, <laughs> and every time a hot man comes in this building, Julie and I get the email. It happened it, with Scott yeah. Eastwood. It, it, yep, oh. just I yeah. mean, we
2: really um, we Yeah, I, but it, we didn't listen. No, we
1: didn't. We haven't we, listened. No, for we years. never listen.
3: If people people always
1: tell you what you can't do, exactly who's listen to them. And, and so he was. He kind of was big on northern exposure. That was, but his when big he, he was here, right? the
2: Sex
3: in the City years,
1: right? I gotcha. He yeah. was. He recognize you from the nipple episode.
3: No, because he wasn't on set for that that uh, episode. No, he was in town for the My Big Fat Greek Wedding. That's right, Laurie. That's right. And so he was in here, and we both sat on his (laughs) lap.
2: And we have photos in our double white. We were so politically incorrect. And but we had a line of all the salespeople in the entire Hubbard building outside our door, our studio door. Waiting to come in. He, he was
3: unbelievably handsome, six foot four. He's just really? a tall drink of water. Yeah. He's something. Yeah. And he was so he was single. lovely. He wasn't with Bo Derek. No, he wasn't at the time. And um didn't one of your friends yeah, woke up had a weekend yeah, with one him. One of Lori's friends what? who was had a, like twenty-four hours, and I just said to her, I said, You have to journal this because one day when you're a great old dame. Yep. You might need to whip out this story, and you might forget some of the details. Details. So you want to scribble mm-hmm. this all
1: down. And this was that
3: same week that he was so in, town. He was so in for the town. the was of the And this my is that Patrick same wedding. friend we've talked
2: about earlier today.
3: And no, no, this is a oh, different. Oh no, it girl. was a different one. There. Yeah. This Which is, one was this? This is somebody I knew, th- a work friend.
2: Oh, do I know this person? No.
3: Maybe Bo Derek was his rebound from her. No, no, no. no, this no. Was it was just, just a late weekend. A Le <laughs> Le weekend. It's the kind of thing that you feel lucky that a lay weekend Oof. can happen with this snack John and Corbett. Half. John Corbett. He John Corbett. so delicious. But he is really good. That show Rebel is really good it's with a, Katie Seagal Thursday Nights, ABC, Andy Garcia. is amazing. And all the other characters, Here. because it has this... Um, This
2: woman that I don't know how we don't... Mary McCormick from uh, Dances with Wolves. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price Priceline. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tulls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
2: And the closer. seeing her. her? That's who that is, Lori. Yes, with the long gray and hair. Sam Palladino. Who plays Luke, an attorney? He is from Nashville. Yes. And I never knew he was English. Neither did I. And then good, It's a good, it's it's a so good, good. soap drama. I and think. then there's um, this beautiful t- Tamala Jones. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She's yeah, the, yeah. T- what? It's it, just. You know what else I she's like? She's a legal advocate, Katie Segal's character. She's a rebel. But I like
3: it's based, insp- inspired by Aaron Brockovich, but I love how diverse the cast oh, is. Oh, unbelievable. I don't know that I've ever seen that in a drama Mm-mm. like that. That's outside of a hospital well, sure. or something it's, like that. it's it's anyway. It's really good. That's our new man crush. And then Kevin Bacon was giving amazing couch last night with um with Jimmy Fallon. You uh-huh. know he's promoting City on a Hill
2: because it's, it's back again. What season back. are we in? Three or two? two. Just on two. Showtime. You still watch it? I don't.
3: And it's I have excellent. Showtime. It's I... excellent. Yeah. I... If you want, if you just want a cop drama, and it's when cops were. Well, he's an FBI guy. Um, my boyfriend, Aldous Hodges, plays DeCourcy. Um, I can't think of his last name. He's a prosecuting attorney. And it's
2: set in when, Lori? The 90s, the 80s? Yeah,
3: Ben Affleck and Matt Damon produce it. So okay. it's Boston, and it's. I want to say it would be like maybe the mid-90s. Okay, you
2: yeah.
3: You know, something like that. But here's Kevin Bacon, and he was in person with Fallon. Okay. They were very far apart. Sure. Just talking about quarantine with Kira.
4: My wife and I realized that we've been married for a really long time and quarantine really was an amazing kind of test for our marriage because <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, we were uh, really isolated. And I think after a while we realized that we would kind of have to, even in our place, go away from each other. So she would, ba- we'd have breakfast, then she'd basically go to the bedroom, uh, uh, which we called the lair. And she spends like a lot of time in her lair. That
0: was her space.
4: And then yeah, she'd text me and say, do you want to do lunch later? And I said, <laughs> you know we meet in the kitchen then she'd go back to the lair and again you know uh, drinks and maybe dinner on or whatever and then we get back together in the kitchen and do the same thing all over again yeah and you know she but you know she's amazing because she's a constant source of uh entertainment she always has some amazing thing to say or some observation um she came in the other day and she went oh my god i had the craziest dream we were in this really old house and we were going from room to room having sex in every room. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Goes, At least I
3: think it was you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know, that was good. And then, uh, I don't know what this is from, but they came back from commercial break. And then they just had this little 20-second story about the significance of the song. Ramblin' Man by the Allman Brothers and where it stood in it, it, rock and roll history and blah, blah. And the next thing you know, it cut away to a video of Kevin Bacon with a lot of hair and a, even a bigger mustache than his character, Jackie Rohrer, and um, Allman, what's his name? The Greg, one, Greg. Greg, doing a version of Ramblin' Man. So that's posted today yeah. if you want to take a look at it. It's, it's really, if you're a fan of uh, that song. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because he go. tours like as the Bacon he does Brothers, the Bacon Brothers. Right? Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah. And Kevin Costner
3: good... has a band. A lot of these guys have a. Yeah. Anyway, it's called First Drafts of Rock Ramble Man. It's posted. Check it out. It's really good. When right.
2: We come back. It's time to talk Hollywood.
3: Oh, the fanfare of the Hollywood movie theater instantly recognizable to like I think every age. I think so, so, you think so. Yeah, I think Pray so. For Hollywood. They would. I mean, do you think so, Rocco? Oh, probably, I probably. Yeah. Know, maybe, the fanfare. Maybe not my nine-year-old, but right, maybe. Right. Right. Is he isn't. He's missed a whole year going to the movies.
1: I know.
2: Well, the Oscars are on ABC this
3: Sunday night. Yes, they are. I can't wait to talk to Chris Hewitt yes. about his. I really want to get his opinion on something because. Um, Steven Soderbergh uh the movie director is one of the producers of the show and um Hello Mike. Oh good, there he is. I'll just wait to ask it so yes. I don't have to
1: double ask Thank it. You. But I'm very sorry, I forgot to turn off my mic. Yes, That's he did okay. call it.
3: Okay, good. Chris, <laughs> Hi, Chris Hewitt, you missed your fanfare, but hooray for Hollywood. Hooray indeed. <laughs> hooray indeed. Okay, so Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune who covers uh movies and plays and sometimes a book or two. And maybe an ice skating event. That's right. Um okay, so Chris, <laughs> the thing I'm most curious to get from you as someone who has you know your movies, you watch award shows, I mean you see everything, is that this well, is going to be an Oscar like no other. And Steven Soderbergh keeps reiterating he's one of the three producers and that this year's Oscars will feel like we're watching a movie. And it's going to be operated like a movie with presenters, being the actors, playing versions of themselves, working from scripts crafted and based on pre-show interviews, and emphasizing the communal nature of the movie industry by celebrating big names and below-the-line contributors. Okay. And he said that masks are going to play a very important role in the story of this evening. And so if he's saying they're playing versions of themselves working from scripts, so that's Brad Pitt will be playing Brad Pitt during the Oscars, which will operate like a movie, but live on television. So that makes it a televised play. and Rehearsals are going to go much longer on Saturday. And I think of how awkward it is sometimes watching an awkward an actor just reading the teleprompter to present a category. I, I'm very nervous about this.
0: I'm a little nervous too, but Steven Soderbergh is such a creative guy, and he has so many great relationships with actors. Like, anytime somebody's in one of his movies, you can pretty much guarantee they're going to be end up being in three or four others. Okay. So, I don't know. I feel like I trust him, even though, like you, well, A, Soderbergh's story has changed a couple of times on okay. what the awards are going to be, true. But, but I still trust him. I think it's going to be something really interesting, and I think the versions of themselves that he's talking about is going to be pretty much that they played the version of themselves that we think they are. Okay. okay. So, like, it's going to be, you know, Julia Roberts being glamorous and funny mm-hmm. and collaborative Okay. And, so, it won't,
3: there, it'll be the, if the, I mean, and they're, I mean, let's face it, these people are professional actors. They should be good at this. But on the other hand, not all the usual Oscar people are theater improv actors. You know what I'm saying? They're not great yeah. in a live setting, as we've seen in right. the past. Well, and, a,
0: and a lot of actors will tell you the hardest thing to do is to play yourself because you don't yourself from the outside so you kind of maybe don't have the best read on who you are anyway Mm -hmm.
3: okay well let's get to let's get to some predictions well i mean and they're also doing another thing we've never seen is that the after show is going to be televised with cameras inside the party and featuring interviews with the winners as they're getting their things engraved so as oscar nerds i'm thrilled about that Mm -hmm. i hope we can hear over the metal
2: being (laughs) um,
3: etched into the Mm -hmm.
2: thing
0: I'm assuming that'll be kind of like how it usually takes a few hours but how like you'll often see after they accept their award they immediately go off stage into mm-hmm. this tent where all these reporters usually are yes. they won't be this year I was there one year in fact um and they answer you know ten yeah, yes, the, the green room them. We the press room, room. We, we do it, we we do do it at, at the SAG awards
3: it's beyond exciting when they come in
0: so, yeah, I bet it'll be kind of like that, except maybe a little more cash mm-hmm. and not quite as, okay. oh, I have to deal with the press one more time on this stupid movie. <laughs>
3: Do you think we're going to see every best song uh, nominee be performed?
0: Because I always No, like that. in fact, I, Is it just I thought again? we heard we were not. None. They're doing some kind of a preview, sh- preview show that involves performances of the songs, oh. but uh, I don't think it's going to be a part of the ceremony proper.
3: That's too bad. I mean, at least a couple songs would break it up, you know? Well, we're going to see, I think, it yeah. because we don't
2: even have a host.
3: Oh, that is so depressing. I don't like that. Well,
0: and, I mean, have you heard these songs?
3: <laughs> no, I haven't heard one. I'm going to be really like honest the with you. I Diane Warren song. I want her to win.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm with you. And I'm her with song, you.
3: Her, that's a good one. That would have been fun to watch her perform. You don't ever get that many, but like two than the Memoriam song.
2: We don't know any of these songs, Lori. All right. Let's be honest. I don't even know the movies, really. <laughs> I mean, I'm really... If you
0: tune in, if you tune in early, it sounds like there's going to be some sort of maybe almost music video-like performances of the songs. All so. right, fine.
3: Well, Julia and I will watch like the six hours or whatever it is between mm-hmm. E! and everything on ABC. You know, we'll watch it all. I just wonder how much the ratings are going to drop this year.
0: Yeah. Well, and especially you probably read the Oscars are still charging an arm and a leg for the commercials, even though, I mean, every rating show has been, I mean, excuse me, every award show has been way, way down. So it's inevitable that it will. And the other thing is, even though I would argue, it's probably the best slate of Oscar nominees, nominees ever, maybe, but really? for sure in a long time, really, it's also probably the least seen. So all
2: right, that's, happens. well, that's fair. All right, so if people, there is something, though, because I know a lot of people, you know, have unique ways of watching TV now besides oh, yeah, network. Yeah. You can also watch the Academy Awards. If you have the ABC.com app, you yeah. can watch it on Hulu Live, YouTube TV, at and TV, and Fabu.
3: Yeah. Or FUBU. Fubu. So those are all mm-hmm. there. So let's just start out. But good on the Oscars for still being able to get uh, that big money for the ads.
0: Yeah, they've got that museum that's way over budget and way over schedule that right. they want to finish. I so can't I wait to go to that museum. Yeah.
2: Right. All right, so let's go through let's go through the best picture, Noms. Okay. So the we father, Judas the Black Messiah, make Minari, Nomad Land, promising young woman, sound of metal, the try of Chicago seven. What's gonna win?
0: Well, it has seemed for months like Nomad Land was for sure gonna win. Mm-hmm. And I still think it is gonna win. But I have read, you know, there are all these prognosticators who don't really know anything. But I have read some of those prognosticators who don't really know anything saying they're talking to voters and voters seem to have more enthusiasm for the father that is growing. So maybe the father could be a little bit of a spoiler, but I still think it's going to be Nomadland. And I also think Nomadland should win.
2: Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. So you think Nomadland should win?
0: I love that movie, Julia.
2: I did, too, Mm -hmm. actually. I really did. It was so it
3: was peaceful. It was and it was, and, and, and it was sad and it made you think. It made you think and it made you have empathy. beyond. Or, um oh, it just made you realize, for me I remember just thinking you just have to just if you can smile and nod and acknowledge people everywhere you go. Make eye contact. There's it's so what, much loneliness. Yes. Yeah. That that's really what yeah. that movie made me real really realize. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, and it's also so hopeful because yeah. having gone through the journey we see the Frances McDormand character Fern go through, at the end, she's kind of figured out, you know what, I think I can move on. Yeah, that, which was which really beautiful. Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. I thought that was good. All right, what about... Well, the, let's talk about the Best Actor category because that is the one I think that is um, kind of like Riz Ahmed won The Independent. For Sound of uh, Metal. Sound of Metal. And then he also won Critics' Choice and then Chadwick Boseman and Seg Award and... Maury East Bottom,
2: Anthony Hopkins, the father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and no. um, Stephen Yuan Monari. No. No. Who no. do you think, Chris?
0: The only one at this point I would be surprised if they did win was Gary Oldman. I don't think he has no. a chance, but no. all of the other ones really kind of do, and I wouldn't even be mad if any of the other ones do. Right. I still think it's going to be Chadwick Boseman, and he's still my favorite. Yeah. I think he's just extraordinary in that movie, and You know, not that he needs anything else because he is extraordinary in that movie. But it's the last chance the Oscars are ever going to have to honor him. So I think he'll win. I do too. It's a close one. has
3: he ever won an Oscar?
0: No, No. I don't think he's been nominated. Okay,
3: and and like if you think of like the four famous black men that he portrayed in his career, Thurgood Marshall, James Brown, Jackie Robinson, and who's the other one? I'm missing.
0: Uh, is there another biopic?
3: Uh, Black Panther.
0: Did, you say, I don't did know. you say James Brown?
3: Yeah, Get On Up. That's the one I forgot. Okay, so... So, uh, yeah, I yeah, I want him to win. I mean, uh, like, but I... Sound of Metal, he's really good. I haven't seen The Father or Minari. And Mank, Gary Oldman is... No, he's not going to win. No. Okay, what about actress in a leading role? You have
2: Viola Davis, Andrea Day... Andrea. Uh, Andrea, Vanessa Kirby, <laughs> Francis McDormand, and Carrie Mulligan, who won, who's been winning lately?
0: I have thought for a while that Carrie Mulligan was probably going to win, but I'm starting to wonder, I guess because of these recent awards and also because some of these things I've been reading, I'm starting to wonder if it could be Viola Davis' this year. Mm. Uh, I actually, I mean, my choice would be Francis McDormand, always in everything, but <laughs> uh I And in the case of Viola Davis, it's sort of weird because I don't even think she plays a leading role in that movie. She's a supporting character, and I don't think she's that great in it. I think she's a little bit too much, but um, she's certainly a wonderful actor, and it's probably time for her to win Best Actress. So maybe that makes it her year. I don't know. That's a tough one.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I... I guess in that one, um, do you believe that Vanessa Kirby kind of got screwed over by all the bad Shia LaBeouf uh, press because he was in Pieces of a Woman and they decided not to promote it? Or is it because it's a very depressing movie, which is what my girlfriend who saw it and said, don't watch it?
0: Well, I think it's both of those things. And although she's extraordinary in the movie, the movie is not good. So I think it's got kind of a lot going on.
3: All right. All right, All right, so she's not. So Frances or Viola, probably. Seems
0: like it.
2: Yeah. yeah. Okay. What about um, actress in a supporting role? Oh yeah. Glenn Close, Olivia Coleman, Amanda Sey- Seyfried. Um, I can't. Pronounce. Maria
3: Bakalova yep. and uh, Yu Yoo Jung Yoon. That you from Minari, gonna The grandma win. is going to win. She's
2: going to win, isn't
3: she?
0: She's totally going to win. Poor yep. Glenn Close can close up that space she has on her mantle (laughs) that she was getting ready for an Oscar. Well, she doesn't want to
3: win for a dog of a movie. Does she?
0: It's a terrible, terrible movie. I mean, I think she wants to win no matter what. Right. And unfortunately, she, she's she been in a couple of dogs in a row that have gotten her nominations. It's clear they want to give her an award. I'm Bradley Trainer,
3: And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item.
4: A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game. And you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out.
1: Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this
4: is Chris Jenner.
1: L.L.C. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends.
4: Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel.
0: Right. How, I don't know, how, how, uh... Even if she's really good in the movie, I don't think they want to give awards to terrible movies. No, so, I don't think. Yeah. And plus, you know, she's just phenomenal in Minari. That performance is so surprising and crafty and clever. And We're
2: going to watch it this weekend, Chris. We still haven't seen it, Chris. Oh,
0: you're going to love it. It's a beautiful, sweet movie.
2: Okay. All right, good. Should we take a quick break? Can you stay with us, Chris? Of course. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk all the other things about the Oscars, who should win, who will win. We've got Chris Hewitt um, with us from the Star Tribune. We'll be right back.
3: Hey everybody. Welcome back to My tech 1071. Well, we're talking Hollywood movies, Oscars, with Chris Hewitt from the Star Tribune. Um, Chris, I just yes? want to share this one little thought with you about, in a, okay, Julie and I are just saying, We hate that they don't have a host. We hate it more than anything. The Oscars, if any night, deserves to have a host taking us in and out. I mean, but this is like the third year in a row with no host, all because of that Kevin Hart. Next year, they should have Kevin Hart host the damn Oscars, and he can make fun of all of this.
0: (laughs) No, really. Well... To be fair, I think there are other reasons. One of which is James Franco and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> but that
2: was so many
3: years <laughs> but ago. Kevin Hart's a comedian. I mean, you the 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 Anne Hathaway, James Franco that that was an ex, that was an experiment of having two uh, actors be quick witted comedian to be a host. There is a skill to be, and that's why talk show hosts have always been MCs or comedians. Mm-hmm. That was a disastrous actor experiment. Plus, James Franco doesn't play well with others, unless it's you know he's stoned or can look at your boobs. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Lori knows that from experience. What? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway,
3: I just hope that the Oscars gets their sense of humor back and have Kevin Hart have him come and give the Academy crap and make fun of all of this and just have fun, you know, and have it. What uh, do you think?
0: I still don't know that I want him to host, but I do want okay. somebody to host. I okay, agree fine. with you. I, I think Aubrey Plaza has done kind of a fun job at the Independence Beard Awards. I yes. don't know if she's ready for the Oscars. But, right. I mean, I kind of want Tina Fey and Amy Poehler to host everything. So okay. Sign them up.
3: I, that's oh. true. That is true. They could hire them, and they could make fun of everything.
0: Or Maya Rudolph and Kristen Wiig, who've been funny a couple of times at oh, Oscars. Or
3: Maya Rudolph and uh, Keenan Thompson.
0: Thompson. Sure,
3: they they would be good. But yeah, bring back a host. Don't. I, this is just an asterisk year. I bet everyone who won last year that hates doing improv or playing themselves are going crap. Why'd I win? Now I got to play a movie of a movie of myself at the Oscars.
0: <laughs> well, except what i wonder about the hostlessness this year if it plays into somehow all the the press release that you were reading about Soderbergh before right. like what if he's envisioning the whole awards as some sort of crazy hollywood reality show so that wouldn't I mean if we're gonna be in one thing that has kind of a through line from the beginning to the end, maybe we don't want a host. Maybe we're supposed to kind of get immersed in it and not be pulled out of it by a host. Well maybe that, my help.
3: if I well, could believe that it could be like a reality show and I think Andy Cohen kind of was producing it. I think that's kinda. Of I a a fun feel idea. a whole lot better about it. I like where you're <laughs> going though, Chris. Okay. Yeah.
2: So are there So we're getting off of the Oscars and stuff. Are there any great movies coming out or coming out this weekend or coming out soon that you're really excited about?
0: Um, This week isn't a huge week for new stuff, although there is, if you're into people's heads being lopped off, there is a new Mortal Kombat movie.
3: Oh, yeah, and you like That's on HBO
2: Max.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. It's mm-hmm. uh, in theaters and, as you said, yep. on HBO Max. And it's not necessarily my thing. I'm not a gamer, but mm-hmm. I think it delivers what people who are are going to want. Okay. I am excited next week about this. I don't particularly care about Tom Clancy, but I care a lot about Michael B. Jordan. Yes. And he's starting in, without remorse, the new Clancy adaptation that is coming out from Amazon next Ooh. week.
3: I like that. We love We, we love, love Tom the Tom Clancy. Like I mean, I, I, about is, him. is this going to be a Michael B. Jordan, if this is successful, it be a franchise thing for him?
0: Oh, they have to be hoping so. Yeah. I mean, that has kind of not worked out a couple of times. I feel like we've seen a million people play this yeah. character, Tom right? Isn't this mm-hmm. The Chris Pine one mm-hmm. and the Ben Affleck yeah. one. And yep. Maybe they aren't all the same person, but it seems like they are. Yeah,
3: race. Right.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm sure they're hoping for a franchise, and he could use one too.
3: Yeah, oh, he yeah, could. and oh, we just love him. Yes. I still love oh. that movie, Just Mercy. Gosh, that was a good so movie. So good. Yes, that was the so last How movie. How was he not nominated? I know. That was the last, last, Feb- that was the last movie I saw in a movie theater.
0: Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah, it was last February. I actually was in the theater this week for the first time in months and months and months. Oh, it was fabulous? fabulous. You know, it was it was that mortal combat movie so it wasn't oh. so much about the movie itself uh, they screened it in the theater, and there were only three of us in the mm-hmm. whole theater. So it wasn't like we yeah. had to worry about anything. But it was amazing to be back in that space where the sound is all around yes. you and the image is big, and you just kind of feel like you're immersed in I, it, which does not happen with my TV.
3: Yeah, I can't, I can't wait to go in the movie theater. We're going to be fully vaccinated in two weeks, yep. two weeks from Wednesday. And then we're we're letting we're ourselves done. out of the corral.
0: Yeah, and I'm there too, by the way, and okay. we were masked and stuff, so I yeah. totally safe. Actually, I went to a, a, a play at the Walker this week <gasps> too, same deal.
2: How was that? Um,
0: oh, it was beautiful. It's this kind of small play. It's just you and another person, and there are these cards that you keep pulling, and they lead you to find out about each other and about yourself in a really interesting and fun Wait. way. It's called A Thousand Ways.
3: But is it just you and one actor? No, I got that wrong. You go with.
0: No, you got it right. And the other oh. person isn't an actor. The other person is just a person too. But these cards kind of lead you through scenarios that are oh. a little like you're in a play, even though you're still yourself. It's it's hard to describe, but it's. Uh, I thought it was really beautiful. Did you and write again, about it today? It- uh i wrote about it but it isn't in the paper yeah. until tomorrow
3: okay okay so we'll check we'll have to check that
0: would
2: out this, would this be something you want to go with someone you know to do this experience
0: no in fact you can only sign up individually you, the oh. idea is that you're meeting a stranger for the first time oh and my. you may never see them again
2: Wow! oh my gosh That's,
3: that is wild a thousand ways okay at the walker Yep. And then on Sunday, Chris, will you guys be, will you have your ballot, will the ballot be in there? Will you guys have a whole thing if people want to, you know, like make their, check their boxes at home or do anything like that? Will that be in the paper?
0: I don't think we did a full ballot this time. We have a whole big thing that I wrote about kind of the history of. Uh, equity and inclusivity in the Oscars. Okay. since This is the most diverse year ever. Right. But I think uh, there are other places online where you can find a ballot. Well, you know what? People can...
3: I kept your ballot from March that you guys did when the Oscar nominations came wow. out. Yeah, because it was a good one.
0: Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. But yeah, like Entertainment Weekly has one and lots yeah. of other places you can find it. And one.
3: you'll be tweeting and you'll have a story about it on Monday, I'm sure.
0: Yep. We're all going to be working from home, but yeah. we're hoping we can figure out a smooth way to make it all come together. Oh,
3: I just let, let I, the one thing we, Julie and I want to go to is the Elton John pre-party with Dua Lipa for 20 bucks. Oh. That'd be kind of fun. It'd be the only time we oh, ever yeah, we invited. get
2: invited. We'd have to get TikTok though. And Lori, I know you won't put that app on your phone. Oh, damn it. I know it. <laughs>